0: Shea Coulet, oh my goodness, hello, how are you?
1: Hi, John, I'm doing fantastic up in windy old Chicago. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. I'm coming to you from a closet in Los Angeles. It has, it has better sound.
1: You know, <laughs> hey, I'm here in my little cozy living room.
0: Hello, Squirrel Friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2021 edition of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it... She's all ready to have hers. Brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1. This podcast takes you deep inside the big, pink, furry box that is every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13 and RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. Woo, it's a lot. Each week, I am joined by RuPaul's Drag Race icons, i.e. the queens who have made street to talk about these seasons and their own drag race experiences. So thank you for listening, and warning, because there's going to be what? Spoilers! Ding, ding, ding! So consider yourself warned. And to keep up, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m., 7 Central, or you can watch pretty much anywhere else in the world on WoW Presents Plus. Now... Having said that, today I am very honored to be joined by RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5 winner and all-around legend and the mayor of Chicago, Shea (laughs) Coulee!
1: I never get sick of hearing that, winner.
0: Hello, born winner, always, always and forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's the first time, no joke, I've competed a lot in my life, but All-Stars 5 was the first time I ever won anything, and it was probably the most satisfying and validating win of my life. I could lose from here on out and be totally fine.
0: Well, I don't think that's going to happen, but also... (laughs) Well overdue and well deserved. Thank you. Stunning. Glad to hear you're fine. But more, most importantly, I'm very curious. How's your mom?
1: My mom is doing great, actually. Uh, she just got a new refrigerator. You know, really interesting stuff. So she's, um, <laughs> you know, doing <enjoying> that. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I bring her up because, well, I'm a fan uh, from back to season nine. But also, I want to know, what what did she think? The last time we saw you, you had that beautiful dress on the, on the runway for the finale. That was an homage to her prom dress. That was your amazing look. Yeah. How did she respond to that? What did she think when she saw What did she say that about that?
1: Um, first of all, she was just, like, so uh, taken aback by it. <laughs> she was just so honored because I didn't tell her. Um, that I did that, uh, but no, she definitely now. Anytime she sees like a pink uh, ball gown, she's just all like, "I think that they were inspired by my look,"
0: <laughs> and she's right, <laughs> and she's right. Oh my god, you now, you, now she just needs one to match, and you all can just hit the town. Well. Or you know, well, you know, we can hit the backyard. That's about yeah. as far as we can go right
1: now. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I feel like it's a dress for all occasions. You know, sometimes you can feel elegant even in your own backyard.
0: I believe. I believe. I also just want to say thank you for your, throughout the All Stars Five, you were such a beacon of like positivity and like, I don't know, beauty and talent and awareness. And like in a time when we were really needing it. Um, I mean, this whole year, it, like Drag Race has been, I, you know, feel like a, like a great sort of moment of brightness throughout it all, but especially you and just your journey. So well done, ma'am.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, and honestly, uh, we filmed All Stars before before all this went down. And I also have to say that that attitude is like a real testament to um, my mom because she is growing up she just always 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 was like always act out of love and kindness to others because you don't know what other people might be going through so just no matter what just like always be kind and loving to people even if they're not being kind and loving to you so I know that she's a fan of the show so if she's going to be watching me I have to make her proud <laughs> With the wisdom of Maryland. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to talk today. We're going to talk because there is a lot of Drag Race happening. We're going to talk both the, as the third episode of season 13 and, oh my goodness, the premiere of Drag Race UK season two. I which, know. I'm so excited. I'm <laughs> so excited. Also, I'm just, we're going to get to it, but like watching. UK season two, that premiere, it is just so much color and vibrancy and fun. I know.
1: Those girls really, they're a who. And I have been so excited uh, for this season and to, for it to finally be here is just amazing. And they did not disappoint.
0: <laughs> not at all. So, but first, let's talk about episode uh, three of season 13 because it's time for the pork chop girls to get their moment and do the thing. Yes. Um, now, who do you know? Who are you close with in this cast?
1: Well, I know Kamura Hall. I've known Kamura for a long, long, long time. Um, So I know her, and I love her. Got mad respect for her. Um, Also know um, Miss Denali Fox from Chicago. She Uh is a sweetheart. Um, You know, she's just like the nice girl on the playground. I enjoy her. Uh, So it's it was unfortunate um, in the premiere episode to see them not be able to carry through and successfully win their lip syncs uh however i'm really excited that now we get a chance to see the girls that got the pork chop because i feel like they're definitely have a fire under their butt now
0: yes no they're fantastic as well it's like i mean The whole cast is kind of sparkling. So I want to know what kind of chip would you have on your shoulder if you were in this group? Like, do you feel like they have to like fight back or overcome some sense of like, y'all may think we're losers, but we're going to show you or what, what kind of like feelings would you be having? Um, I'm definitely
1: I'm I'm not a chip on my shoulder type of gal. Now I un- I would understand the frustration, especially for like some of the really 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 talented queens that are in the sponge to like not be able to have a successful or good first week. <clears throat> However, personally, I have always been a fan of the competitors who in the beginning aren't really looked at as being strong competition, Mm -hmm. um, but then have like a really lovely blossoming journey. So just knowing that these girls had a rough start, I'm excited to see how they're going to go about doing the rest of the competition now because they're going to have to be really strategic to stand out against the other six who won their lip syncs.
0: True, true. But the thing is, in Drag Race, you never can tell. Like people rise and, and stories emerge and people hit their stride. It is anybody's guess from day one. It really is. So now, it really is. So this group, they come back into the workroom ready for their moment. It's Joey J., Denali, Tamisha Iman, Utica, Rose, and Kimura Hall. And I, I, love, I love them the get, they're like, you know, the little morning chit chat, but they're like, they at least claim to be cuter than the other group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely like, well, at
1: least we got all the trade here. And there are definitely some cuties uh in that group, which I guess goes to show that, you know, you can't always judge a book by its cover.
0: Hey. Who's the cutest?
1: Um I'm gonna say um Joey J. Love those oh. dimples. They're really cute.
0: I love that Ru walks in. Ru is like, welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race, the emotional Roller Coaster edition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very that. And right away, they are told you're going to get ready for a mini challenge fashion show. Like, boom, looks, present, let's get moving. Does that excite you? Oh,
1: absolutely. I love, I love the little mini fashion shows.
0: Um, and... They have, like, you know, as usual, Drag Race, there's no time, so they gotta get ready in, like, about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And from the jump, we see Kimora is going through it. What's happening with her? Girl, beauty can't be rushed, but today it will have to. <laughs> Girl, listen, you are a beautiful woman, but it does not look like you're wearing five hours of makeup. Exactly. exactly. It's not caked on. I'm that good at blending, huh? I like to just splat it on and be done with it. It's like a process for me, you know?
1: It's a, it's a very spiritual transformation. I like to take my time. Since we're on Drag Race, it's not Called drag walk yeah um see okay so i um we all know well the girls in chicago know that camora is a queen that loves to luxuriate loves to take her time um the transformation even though like when you think about the canvas that is camora hall like she already has so many cards stacked in her favor. Like, she really doesn't need that much. So I think that's why the other girls are all like, how could it take you that long when you're already so delicate and feminine and soft and have, like, the smallest pores known to man? <laughs> um, but I think for her, it's more about just, like, the process. But definitely, RuPaul's Drag Race, like, you got to understand that it is unlike anything else that you will ever experience in your life. So I would say... If you think that you can achieve something in two hours, just know that you're only going to have 45 minutes to do that. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, okay, girl, hopefully she can pull it through.
0: Were you ever like crazy late for a runway or just like crazy stressed?
1: Um, Yes. It would be episode two of season nine, the princess challenge where we all had to um, make our looks and um (laughs) a lot of people don't know this but like girl those scissors were all dull like we were really struggling it was like prison in there we were passing around like a pair of scissors between like four girls trying to make it work and i remember i was like getting ready and like all the girls were a lot closer to being ready than i was and we were literally about to walk onto the runway and uh mandy actually turned to me and she basically told me and uh very few words that I needed to get my ass together or or there'd be some consequences because Rue waits for no one. And I guarantee you, I, I still say to this day, people will comment on being like, Hey, you know, you're always so timely and and professional. Like, that's great. And I literally always reference that moment. I said, I got yelled at on drag race once and I've never been late again.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. And we should clarify that was Mandy who's like the showrunner. She's like the yeah. boss. Yeah, she's the boss boss. So I was like, okay, never again. <laughs> oh my God. And like quickly, who who among other girls, like say in that season, who 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 is the most late drag race girl,
1: period? Uh, uh Valentina. Yeah, we, we love her. We love her telenovela fantasy. She's always, she, her and Kimura are like of the same school of drag where they love to luxuriate. They love the transformation. Like that's the part that they enjoy the most. So they like to take their time
0: with it. I know I love Valentina so much, but yes, I mean that's exactly who I was thinking. But I thank you for thank you for confirming. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it starts. They're doing a lady like look and then a vamp look, so it's kind of day and night. Who did you love? Who stood out for you in like the, the lady in the first half?
1: Um, right away, uh, Rose. I'm not usually a queen who tends to be ladylike, but bitch, I feel like a woman right now. And my ass has a huge secret.
0: Jose. Hmm. Who's Jose? Oh! She saw this in the store and said, oh, it has my name on it.
1: <laughs> I absolutely loved the mosquito reference. Um, loved the way that... Uh, they went about hand painting it and then also doing a little bit of creative branding with the bag and like the little reveal in the back. Um, That outfit alone to me helped me to understand why Rosé looked so pissed on the first episode. (laughs) I was like, on that outfit alone, I was like, okay, I can understand why she'd be mad. Because I would want to show that too. And then in (laughs) addition to her, I would have to say, I really loved Tamisha's look. Um, I just thought that it was just so stunning and so classy. And I love a harem pant too. I think (laughs) like um, pants and drag like have to be done in such a specific in um, clever way and they were done just right they were cut so beautifully. So those two were definitely my two faves um, of the daytime.
0: Agree, agree, and and as Tamisha tells us, she's she's even spritzed on some Chanel. She is she is prepared, oh, and
1: you know what? And that's my kind of bitch too. Let me tell you, I love a girl that gives the full fantasy because I also love to put on my like Maison Margiela perfume or or my Gucci Bamboo. And let me tell you, when people see you at the gig and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you smell good too!" I'm like, it is a full sensory experience. Get into it.
0: Can I tell you, one of of the best smelling drag queens is Jessica Wilde. Whenever I would run into her or see her, she just smells fantastic. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the fragrance is. Just putting it out there in the world. If you you see Jessica, be polite. Keep your distance safely. But hopefully you get a whiff because she always just smells like delightful.
1: Honestly, absolutely. I agree 100% because like I have literally done shows with her at Mickey's where we were like changing near where they make the chicken tenders and french fries and everything is smelling like hot grease but yeah jessica wild is over here smelling like a field of flowers like it's, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> the best smelling gal in the business
1: yes <laughs>
0: oh my god and then Kimora does
1: make it i mean she's you know she was just waiting for her tea to brew or something uh, yes exactly she's she's like it, need, it needed
0: a lot of time to steep she was steeping and then we get to the nighttime look the vamp vamp look and who popped for you on this one Um, I'm going to have to
1: give this one to Rosé again, that Alexander McQueen reference. Uh, I want to say that was, that was like one of the first, like two or three collections that Sarah Burton did after, um, McQueen passed, uh, was it in 2010 or 11? Um, and that... That that collection, to me, is just everything. Um, Naomi Campbell started that campaign. It just was oh, beautiful. And, like, here we are, like, ten years later, almost, with it being referenced again. And I just absolutely loved it. It was tailored to perfection. She looked like a million dollars. And I really have no critiques about it at all. I thought it was amazing.
0: And I love that these girls are bringing their own, like, Moschino references. There's uh, Kimura is giving you new glare. Like, yes. Very- the girls so, are bringing it. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I also love, not to just only dwell on Remoters and Tamisha, but whatever. I love that Harry Harry J. Blige. Tamisha, Iman. All right, Miss Harry J. Blige. <laughs> This is the hair wave to heaven. <laughs> you want a vamp? I'm giving you the a vamp, Elvira. I took it to the next level though, because in Atlanta, we like weed, we like long hair. But if I'm gonna do a hair costume, I'm gonna do a full hair costume. So if I'm rocking 84 inches on this runway, I am totally the diva of the night. She's not just the hair club president. <laughs> She's also a client. <laughs>
1: Uh, again, Tamisha, like, really, really served it. And I love that she was just like, you know, this is a Vampy runway. So I'm going to serve you the OG Vamp, Alvira. And she's like, and I'm going to give you a twist. I'm going to put some Atlanta hair show realness in there. Like, what I love about Tamisha is the authentic- authenticity that comes through in her drag. It's just always on point.
0: Yes. Agree. And props to all the other gals. There were some other wonderful looks, but we, we are moving on because speaking of Tamisha, we go back to the workroom and we start learning, you know, this is the part where people are de-dragging. We're learning about them. Tamisha has done over like 9,000 pageants. Well, 200, she says.
1: (laughs) It might as well be (laughs) 9,000.
0: And she's, you know, talking about who's, who, how old are you? How old are you? She's 49. And she is actually a mother.
1: Yes. Three biological children. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, how is Tamisha in her 49 years like managed to live more than RuPaul Charles? Like it's wild. <laughs> Tamisha's a busy lady. She is a busy lady. I'm just like, how big is that minivan? You know, she just rolling around in Atlanta and her town and country, picking up all those kids.
0: Uh, apparently, apparently. Oh my God! Well, the, you know, she's. Have you have you seen her welcome mats that she has produced? The lady says, oh "Go God. home." Yes, absolutely. And let's
1: talk about the Tamisha sneakers. Like, you know, I love a good merch game, but ain't nobody out there doing it like Tamisha. Y'all, like the other girls, need to step the pussy up. <laughs>
0: Honestly. And then Rue pops in and sets up the maxi, which is the classic drag race challenge. It's like you're going to write a verse to one of Rue's songs. You can do your own choreo, perform the whole damn thing. It's a lot. You know, so we see them in the workroom. They're talking about writing lyrics. Who's a dancer? Who is not? And it's that classic thing where, like, if you are a choreographer, how much do you reveal of that? Do you like it? I guess it, it's all dependent on your approach to the game. Do you? You know, blurt out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choreograph everything. I'm great at this. I'm gonna do this. Or do you sit back and be like, mm. which would what? What's your take on that? Um,
1: as someone who has been like the chore- choreographer on their team in seasons past twice, um, I think that it's important to lean into your skills, but also understand that it's a team challenge and know that like true collaboration is not just like mashing all your different ideas and perspectives together, but like really discovering something that would not have happened without all of those people and ideas and points of view in the room. So I felt like firstly, um, not jump back to like last week, you know, Elliot with two T's like played it really down and didn't say anything. And I was like, girl, why are you doing that? Because first of all, the girls all voted you off and this is your chance to show them what you're made of, you know? Yeah. And so then we had Tamisha this time who's like, I ain't gonna say nothing to these girls because <laughs> you know, I don't know. And I was like, okay, you know, you can play it a little safe, but then what happened is we had, you know, uh uh Denali and Rose and Joey J that were all like really, really trying to take that leadership position and um I could tell that it was getting a little little tense and difficult for them because I know what it's like doing those on-camera rehearsals and um like I said it it all feels a lot shorter you know what you think you could do um in two hours you got to do in like a quarter Uh of that time so I was like kind of worried about those girls if they were going to be able to pull it off
0: I know. And I love that, like, if is struggling, they're like, well, you know what? We're just going to lift you up. Like, literally,
1: spiritually. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you know, hey, I love that. That's teamwork. We did that for Angina um, during All Stars, during the I'm In Love song. She was feeling insecure about her voice being gone. We're like, okay, girl, we'll just, like, lift you up. And let me tell you, Shea Kulé don't lift up no other bitch. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's when you know girls are, like, really trying to play to be, like, good teammates. And you can definitely kind of feel that camaraderie Amongst these girls.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, completely. And then we, so we see that, you know, it's, it's the, it, it is that moment of like, oh, can we do this? Anyway, next day, we'll find out. Next day, they come prancing into the workroom, they're getting ready. And we learn that Tamisha is a mother of her own dynasty. She not only has children, she has like tens and tens and tens and tens of drag children. She's yes. the mother of the house of Iman, and including one legendary queen who is. <laughs> no, I'm talking <laughs> no, about the Tandy Iman Dupree
1: moment. Oh, yes. Miss Tandy. Oh, oh, yes. How can we forget about Miss Tandy Iman dropping from the ceiling for uh uh Hero.
0: Yes. I mean, that was, I feel like that was one of the first, like, that was like early YouTube too. Yeah, that, that, that
1: was very early, early YouTube viral uh, drag moments. And I remember too, um, during season nine, because Hero was the second, uh, was it the second lipstick? I think so. Um, Aja made a joke about uh, if she could get up to the rafters to drop down, to do a split for the number to save herself.
0: <laughs> she better. <laughs> but you know, what? people talk about that video in that entrance. But also, if you watch that full video later on the video, the her like you know cohort on stage who's dressed as Superman picks oh. her up and flings her across the entirety of the stage yes. and she somehow lands in slide it's, it's as yeah. amazing as the entrance so don't sleep on the, like the like the moment later in the video where she is thrown completely across the room <laughs> there's something
1: there's something so special about a slide split because I know that it will be something that I will never achieve in my mortal life that I just like live for
0: yeah yeah I mean and after that you know after the Tandy Dupree it's all down hill people just pay homage and and learn mm-hmm. so it's main stage time and rupaul comes out in this gold orange dress we greet the judges who are michelle ross and nicole byer have, have you had have you met nicole byer have you have you done anything with her i i have
1: um met nicole byer uh, just briefly during all stars when we were doing the room challenge um she wasn't one of the judges that uh walked through like my room but I actually just stood on the side of the set and whispered I love you Nicole and then she turned around she said I love you Shay and my life was made
0: Yes, that's right, because you had, like, you had Ross in the Golden Girls' bed. Excuse me, in the Golden yeah. Palace. Yeah, I
1: have Ross and Michelle. And
0: then, the, and then Nicole had to lay on the floor.
1: Bless her heart under that mosquito net looking up at the quote-unquote stars.
0: <laughs> While B just sat there and ate a banana. I ate that banana. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's time for this big old phenomenon number. We're going from Russia to the U.K., Thailand to Paraguay. Vegas, New York, L.A. I just like saying all that. I love a song that just gives you geographical shout outs.
1: Same. What is so satisfying about that? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't it works know. every time.
0: It makes us all feel very jet set or something. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they come out, they do the song. There are flips and splits and drops, and there's lots of walking and pointing. Um, mm-hmm. who, who stood out for you in this performance and in the song?
1: I would have to say Denali really, 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 really brought it. Um, Denali's rap was really strong. Um, You could hear her clearly. The dance moves were tight. They were really sharp, really clean. Um, I also really, really loved Tamisha's rap. I thought she brought it. I know the judges had some critiques about her energy. However, I will say as somebody who just came back from cancer, I will give her a pass, baby, because she was up there. Doing it, you know? And then, uh, really, really close for me next, because like these three girls, they really, really did it for me. Um, Next would be uh, Rose. I thought Rose did a really fantastic job, and it was nice to get to hear some of those singing chops.
0: Yes, yes. And who, whose look did you like? Was was uh, anybody's look a standout for you in the performance? Um, in the performance,
1: I would actually have to say my favorite one was Utica. I just really loved it because I thought that it really, really um, played on her personality. She had like fun fringe. So it's like really cute. It moved well. So I would have to say Utica
0: well good because that was that was mine too i love her that kind of like shaggy 80s yeah. aerobics. she's like an aerobics instructor in a really upscale 80s video yes
1: absolutely
0: kind of like slutty and professional all at the same time and, and i would trust her with my like i was gonna say with my body oh my
1: <laughs> well you know she loves jesus you know it would probably be the body of christ
0: Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. Um, and then there's a runway. They have you know, they do they do the song. Um there's a non 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 non, and then we get a runway and the theme is we are sheer. Wait, sorry. The theme is we're here, we're sheer. Please get used to it. Yes. And who popped for you and these runway looks?
1: Okay. It's going to have to be Tanisha for me Um, for the sheer runway. I just really thought Tanisha nailed it. And I always love someone who can change my mind because I have always had an aversion. Like I've really hated glitter dot fabric. I've just always hated it. And yet, Tamisha took something that I dislike and, and put it up on a pedestal and, and, and talked about it, you know, about she's just like this fabulous glitter dot. And I was just all like, you know what, if it's fabulous enough for Tamisha, it's fabulous enough for me.
0: Well, I think you need to commission a Tamisha Amon original. You know, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> when she has time when she has time
1: yes you know she is uh, busy with her her amazing shoes so you know I'm sure once she takes a break from her um, super successful sneaker line she may have time to fit in a commission for little old Shay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will say
1: Kimora looked so good too. Yes. Kimora looked amazing as well. I absolutely loved, loved, loved that gown on her. Um, I, one critique, I was not a big fan of like the really dark, heavy root on the hair. But besides that, I thought she looked stunning.
0: Noted. Noted. And then what did you think? Because we're going to talk about it in the, in the critiques. Michelle, Well, we're just going to go there. Um, Michelle speaks to Joey J about mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. and presentation of hair. What's your take on the wigamores of it all?
1: Um okay, so now that I've had the opportunity to see uh Joey J without a wig and four different looks, little like Joey J. wigless incantations, um in <clears throat> my this is my opinion. <clears throat> I want to see Joey do more with being wigless. Um, each time we just kind of get that little um, flip. What is what is that style? Like the little flip or duck butt, or you like you know this, this like the little style that they have going on with like the yeah, little, she's got little... like a little snow cone custard
0: on the front of her head.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, so like maybe like one time switch that up and do a finger wave or add a couple extensions and like slick it back and like do, you know, do something to it because like that style in and of itself is not impactful enough to carry off all the drag with like the makeup and the the clothes, in my opinion. So I understand what the judges are saying. And I feel like if Joey Um, is going to go wigless, then they need to show versatility with the lack of wigs instead of just the same style. These are points and tips from a winner. People listen up.
0: And I agree. I agree absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's place. And 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 by and large, you know, the, the judges give everybody, you know, it's a, a pretty pretty good amount of love. Um, yeah. They do tell Kimura they want her to pop more, just kind of like you look amazing. They just want a you know a stronger presentation. They're saying she needs to come to life.
1: Um, yeah, I felt like Nicole Byer nailed it on the head <laughs> when she was just all like, you know, when you go to the store without a list. And you're just like, you know, just kind of looking around. And I understand because I always go to the store without a list and just come (laughs) out with what the fuck. So, um, and as someone who knows Kimura and knows like the vibrance of Kimura's personality, um, I understand that the judges are starting to get like a little bit of blue balls and want to like get the release of seeing Kimura bring out her personality.
0: Agree, agree. I mean, and, and even when they talk to her, she gives like a little a spunky response. You know, it's there. They just want to have her to bring Oh, yeah, up.
1: when they're talking about all her competition, she goes, where? <laughs> you know, like that's very, that's that's the Kimura I know.
0: Very, very. And then um, we learned that you've been talking about Utica. We learned that she's a Seventh-day Adventist. Jesus is A-OK with her. So I'm excited to bring, you know, and I do like this kind of bright positivity she's bringing to things.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, look, what can we say? The the little Christian kids always turn up to be just the sweetest drag
0: queens. <laughs> <laughs> well, until they're not. But, right? <laughs> oh my god. And they give Tamisha lots of love for that dress. One of the Rue says it is one of the finest, one of the best dresses ever to grace the stage.
1: I mean, it is just absolutely it was stunning and Tamisha looked beautiful in it.
0: But what I want to land on is Ross almost gives Rose the critique that her look was <clears throat> crafty. Mm-hmm. How, however, he 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 pauses and why do you think that is? I don't know, John. Why do you think that is?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I love it. Like, yes, because we, we are flashing back to All Stars 5, your three-way reveal look and that beautiful moth creation that you presented. Mm-hmm. And Ross, well, he had a moment where he was like considered it possibly crafty. And apparently people begged to differ and let him know.
1: You know what? I just want to say shout out to all my fans. Thank you so much for bullying Ross Matthews to the point (laughs) that he is so afraid to use the word crafty on RuPaul's Drag Race ever again. You guys are so powerful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And then Nicole, Nicole even like fires back right away. too, (laughs) Because Nicole was
1: actually a, a judge on that episode. So she was there for that moment.
0: See? So, and See
1: I remember her when he called it crafty her like looking at me like I don't agree with that I'm not co-signing on that she knew then and there that it would be a problem
0: oh my god see drag race fans she, she, knows. Drag- she knows Yes, <laughs> power of words we're all learning we're all learning
1: yes we are one day at a time
0: yes yes and then okay turns out spoiler alert nobody's going home yes
1: I love that we're going to see more of these girls. I really like their personality. So hopefully, you know, especially for the ones that haven't been able to really, like, get out there and shine, this will, you know, help them feel a little bit more secure in themselves and really bring us um, some more fabulosity in the next episode.
0: More, more, more. And we get Denali and Rosé named the top two. And Miss Kimora is just very happy to be safe. She is so relieved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was
1: worried for her too, so I'm 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 happy to see that she's still here.
0: They both lip sync, they do great, and then the winner is Denali, and so they get the song. It is "If You Seek Amy" by Britney Spears. Wait, have you ever
1: done that song? I have not, but do you know that it took me like seven full ass adult ass years to realize what she actually meant by "If You Seek Amy"? I know
0: Britney got dirty on us. (laughs)
1: we love reading actually i was just um singing a little bit of blackout to myself earlier today i you know how there was like the whole uh twitter trend of like what um feels like shakespeare but isn't and i could never quite think of that so i never retweeted anything but today i was like i'm making some toast and it was her lyrics from her song hot as ice and it goes cool as fire Baby, hot as ice. If you've ever been to heaven, this is twice as nice.
0: See, Britney is the Shakespeare pop. Yes. <laughs> Well, I hope in her quarantine home when she's not like dancing around her living room, her like stone marble floored living room, I hope she's watching this episode and enjoying the usage of her song. You
1: know what? I'm sure she'll be on that stone marble floor pretending to be an ice skating legend like Denali Fox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, because Denali, they both do a great job in the number. Rosé brings some comedy, but Denali just has moves. She's so sharp and precise and stuff. And boom, she, 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 she nails it. Denali. You're a winner, baby. Congratulations!
1: I fucking won. Like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. It feels so good to just have something go my way. Yes. And I mean, she really brought it. And I'm just so proud of her because she's such a sweetheart and she's worked so hard. And, you know, I just love it. Love seeing Chicago girls do well.
0: Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break then. And when we come back, we are going to talk Drag Race UK. All right, babe. (laughs) Miss Quarantina Turner got you feeling down. Never fear Divas because the WoW Podcast Network is here. Coming this year are brand new episodes of your fave pods, such as mine, the girl group gossip, starring me, Cheryl Hole. Hi, Cheryl. How's your hole? Hole is worn out. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> to the triumphant return of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it. She's not ready to her and not to mention bringing... Mm, Tap dancing and... <laughs> that was
1: this close to be the name of this show. <laughs> and with brand new podcasts from RuPaul's
0: Drag Race UK, Crystal, and Season 12's Jackie Cox, the WOW Podcast Network will be the one-stop shop for all your drag-related podcast adventures. So for more deets, go to worldofwonder.com forward slash podcast. Miss. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we are back with the legendary Shay Coule, winner of All Stars 5, Queen of Chicago, and just one of the most fantastic, fashionable, stylish, talented queens in the world. Hello. Thank you. I will accept all of that. <laughs> so <laughs> are you a fan of the UK? Do you, do you, have you been to London much or other places in the UK? Oh my God, love. I absolutely love it. Ah, I know the UK
1: just a few times, love, but it's really fun. I've I've met a couple of girls over there. Tase is a good friend of mine.
0: Oh, stunning, stunning! And have you had a chance to meet any of the the Drag Race UK season one girls? Your your Cheryl holes, your Vivians, your bag of chipses. Okay,
1: so Cheryl Hole and I did like a little mini tour in the UK prior to her being cast on season one, and we had just such a time. I actually she talks about the fact that it was during that tour that she met her um, now fiance, Ooh. and uh, yeah, I know. And so I was there that night that they like made out and like left together and uh yeah I just like to think that I play Cupid somehow and I didn't introduce them or anything but I just like to think that my energy was what brought them together
0: I believe I believe you know you just you sort of like set the scene you provide an atmosphere of welcome and warmth and magic happens yeah and then I
1: just like found somewhere to cleverly slip myself in between the two of them
0: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I I love Cheryl Hull so much. shes I think she's one of the funniest people, just period. Yes, for real. And um, you had a, a, a British gal on your season, Miss Charlie Hydes.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, we did.
0: <laughs> Are you close? Do you keep in touch?
1: Oh, we're the best of friends. I actually make sure that I send her a Christmas card every single year.
0: Oh my God. I'm really bad. I didn't get my Christmas card sent out this year. I'm just like, whatever. It just didn't happen. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. But so Charlie, if you're wondering where mine is, I'm very sorry. Yeah. Um, No, I
1: signed your name on mine too.
0: Gorge, Gorge. Okay. So I'm going to kind of just bounce all over this episode, but what do you think in general of these UK queens? That's a really big question, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. What are your thoughts on seeing these girls?
1: Um, what a colorful, just fun group of girls! Like they just, I'm, I'm, I, I, I. There are parts about each and every one of their drag that excites me. So I just, I'm like, bravo to the casting, um, for season two because these are some really cool girls.
0: I'm like the Loch Ness monster. No one in England knows who I am. <laughs> I am the Susan Boyle of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Because I dreamed a dream. I don't know the other lyrics. So the first queen in is Lawrence Chaney. She's Scottish drag royalty. I love that she says she's the Susan Boyle of Drag Race UK.
1: (laughs) we better be the Susan Boyle, you know, and it's nice that we have a Glaswegian queen up in the mix. Um, I've only been to Glasgow once, but I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the drag, and I actually made some friends there who came and visited me in Chicago, like, last summer. Um, But, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of talent in Glasgow, so I'm excited to see what she has in store for us.
0: Very excited. And the second girl who comes in bonks her head... And I love that that's in there. (laughs) Cherry Valentine.
1: Yes, Cherry Valentine. I mean, honestly, there was this moment where I was like, they should probably, when they send out the list, also just let the girls know what the clearance is for the workroom door. Because there's some tall queens with some tall head pieces. and like you know, Kimchi barely made it through her season, and so here we do. Here we have Cherry Valentine just fully, you know, losing her head first you <laughs> say
0: I know. I feel like Eureka. Well, Eureka probably has to like has to like scoot under any door she she goes through. But like always on Drag Race, she's always having because you know she's always got some big ass loaf or some uh-huh. gigantic head piece.
1: Yeah, and then just got a duck every time.
0: <laughs> um, and then in comes Tia, Tia Coffee. It is finally time to spill the Tia. I'm just there to entertain the audience. Who is like this skinny, festive, like delightful, delightful creature. Um, I love, she she made me laugh. She won me over at the beginning when she's explaining her name. She named herself after Tia Mowry. on. <laughs> Which sounded much better than tomorrow, butos, buttos butos, galley. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, already I'm yours. Yes, yes. Um, and then we get Bimini Von. I'm not going to say this right. I keep. I trust oh my god! That. I love Bimini bon Lash. Yes. Yes. Ah!
1: I absolutely. For me, Bimini bon Lash just rolls right off the tongue. As soon as the girls from season two were announced, me and my boyfriend could not stop referring to our dog. Her name is Baby. Our dog, and we kept calling her Baby bon Lash like the <laughs> entire day. <laughs> and she, and you know, look. I don't know. It's kind of sticking now, so she might be part of the house of bon Lash as well.
0: Oh, my God. Her drag family's already, you know, just you know, well,
1: expanding, you know, across the sea. She is an
0: international dog. You understand? And, you know, the bon lash is a vegan house, so it's animal-friendly. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, I also just love seeing these girls. I'm going to say these girls in their interview looks are the Style most—
1: out the ass.
0: I more than—I think more than any cast ever. I, absolutely. Every time— every time they would pop up to introduce themselves in their interview look, I would, I would like yelp or scream and be like, Oh my goodness. They're so exciting to see even, you know, not in drag out of drag in this interview moment. I was just like, these kids are bringing it.
1: Yeah. Bibbidi-Bamboulash, what I love about her is she looks like uh, one of like Pearl's illustrations, you know, both in and out of drag. I loved her with like the little urine yellow mullet with the leather, (laughs) uh beret and the no eyebrows i was like that's the look you know like it, she's everything
0: yes i feel like the mini challenge is the interview looks or something it's like oh my god for real um and also thank you for using urine yellow really <laughs> um that's
1: what lady gaga called it when she because uh she had her little urine yellow hair moment during the fame monster so i, I just always
0: call it that now apt very good and speaking <laughs> of yellow we get miss jenny lemon who's uh, who apparently everyone else in the world knows her fanciest slice tagline which i'm all here Perfect. for <laughs> I asked, it's
1: me, jenny Lemon.
0: <laughs> is she talking about a slice of pizza I, I'm, I'm presuming lemons, but I, she'll probably take any slice you give her. Oh my God, that is so obvious and right. <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I, mean, I guess if someone offered me a slice, I would say no. Um, yeah. If someone offered me yeah. a slice of lemon,
0: but I will Definitely. always
1: say yes to a slice. Of lemon.
0: And then we have Ellie Diamond, who is a towering beauty from Dundee, Scotland.
1: Yeah. So I was like, okay, we got two Scottish queens in here. And then I love that um, Ellie Diamond, uh, A, is like a younger, newer queen, but also makes all their own hair and costumes and that makeup too. Just like stunning, stunning, stunning.
0: Yeah, she's like a drag industry just walking in. You're like, bam, this is gonna be exciting. (laughs) Um, Sister, sister comes in and she has like her nose and mouth painted and glittered. And see, these girls are giving us like super innovative looks. I feel.
1: Yeah, sister, sister, when um, she walked in before even like revealing the little glitter on the mouth thing, I was just already vibing with like the really like '70s like blouson sleeves and like the, the the turtleneck with the ruffle like just everything about it was really just like giving me fashion and i loved that it was just like a little bit off like she really you could tell has an interesting point of view and i was excited immediately to see like what else she'd bring
0: yeah yeah and then again we cut to her in the interview and it's like this like delightful orange shirt and a scarf and just this these these kids are styling i love it (laughs) And then we get Tace from Wales, who you know, fashion. Tell me about Tace. Oh, my God. Tace
1: is one of the most entertaining human beings I've ever met. Like, I have had so many fun nights in London with Tace. Uh, she actually performed with me at DragCon UK on the main stage last year. Uh, we just, she's a sweet girl. She's a fun girl. You know, she's got a really positive attitude. And also, she's just singing. And the bitch can dance boots. Oh my God. Like, I am so excited for people to see the moves that Taste has because she is fierce. Yeah. And just like,
0: and yeah. And just again, fun to watch. Fun to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm so excited about all of them. Followed by Joe Black, International Cabaret Sensation, apparently. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. God, Glenn Close looks rough. (laughs) Yes!
1: Yes, yes. If I remember correctly, I think Joe Black may or may not have been there this one night at the Troxy in London, where I literally got snatched by a doorframe. I was wearing a tall beehive. It was walking into my dressing room and like it got caught on the doorframe and it literally snatched my wig off my fucking head. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure Joe Black was like right there like, Damn so uh, shout out to you for that was she helpful or just enjoying the spectacle she was there just like totally shook because like I was literally, I had just come off stage. I performed my new song, Creme Brulee. I was feeling so sickening. You could not tell me I was not the baddest bitch in the house and then immediately was humbled within seconds by a doorframe. And like, I felt like all the queens were all like, yep, it can be like that for us sometimes too. You can be right on the top and within seconds, just like be reminded that uh, yeah, you're still just a man in the dress. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. And I know Joe Black comes in with this kind of like Glen Close Sunset Boulevard, uh, Aura Swanson. Yes. I I wanted her to read my fortune
1: so bad.
0: (laughs) And then we get Veronica Green, who is so pretty. Um, And again, I'm mesmerized by the interview look too, who's like this kind of childlike. Like who?
1: let this little boy in here like somebody needs to come get his apple juice and his goldfish and like his babysitter because this show is a little bit too adult for this sweet little innocent child
0: i know and then in drag she's like the third wife of somebody at the country club or something and he's kind of like i don't know i'm I'm so intrigued uh, yeah, no, I, know. I forget
1: exactly what the context was, but they were definitely trying to uh, play up a sexual innuendo in her in- interview, and she's like, oh, stop it, He's trying to get me to talk about sexy things.
0: And I at that point, know. i just, I love her. Oh, our towel protection, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> and we get Astina Mandela, gorgeous, dancer, cocky, too, which I like. Everyone
1: seems to know me. They're all gagged. I can hear it. I can feel it. You can feel the energy. I will say that good luck in the think against me. Ooh. Ah. Oh my God. I love a bitch with an attitude like that. As Tina walked in and I was like, that's my kind of girl. Like I love someone who um, just like knows who they are, um, has confidence in who they are. And especially too, like, as a black girl, to have that confidence, just knowing how hard it can be to just like love yourself, to see somebody in that position where they've overcome all the things that society does to like be in a place of like truly loving and believing in themselves. It's just so impactful. I love it.
0: And she, and she won me over in her Meet the Queens thing, too. She was the one in sort of the brown look. Uh-huh. And she mm-hmm. said she looked like a Jedi. And I was like...
1: <laughs> yes. yes. And it's so hard for me to not want to say Ask Tina. But, you know, I will get there. I will get there. Forgive it you, is hard. Tina. Forgive us for Americans. <laughs> Forgive <We're stupid>.
0: us, Tina. <laughs> yeah. And finally, we have Ohora.
1: Oh, my God. I mean... Uh, like, what little gay doesn't love a Wizard of Oz reference? I loved the way that she just really mixed it up. Um, I love that she is a designer. You can tell in her aesthetic that she really, really has, like, a nice point of view. And she just looks sickening.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it is such a fun a fun group. It's very exciting. They get a mini challenge. You love balls, don't you? Not these fucking balls. It's a, a Wimbledon twist pun. They're suddenly in tennis outfits, having balls thrown at their face. They all kind of, you know, perform admirably. Lawrence Cheney wins the wins the mini challenge because she's a funny bitch.
1: I would have loved to have done that mini challenge. I played tennis in high school, and Ooh. I am somebody who has a lot of experience with balls flying at their face, um, and I just have never had the opportunity to fulfill that fantasy in drag
0: well noted noted (laughs) i'll talk to someone about this um so we're going to move on to the maxi challenge the maxi challenge is they're presenting two looks one is they have to present a gay icon a uk gay icon someone who inspired Mm -hmm. them uh and just their like gayness in their drag in their lives and then hold up catch number two there's a look number two it's Hometown queen, queen of your hometown, to represent where you are from, which you did on your season. Yeah. So I was like
1: feeling like a little twinge of nostalgia for like kind of like, you know, the hometown uh, uh, <clears throat> couture moment. And what I love about it is I think like there's kind of like two ways to go about this runway. So it's normally like a piece of iconography, whether, you know, for me, it was the hot dog um, yes. or for other people, it'll be normally like architecture um, or, the girls will find a way to really uh, uh, embody a woman that she would see in their hometown. So yes. those are kind of like two of the styles that you tend to get. And I I just have to just jump straight into it and say <laughs> that I absolutely loved Estina's presentation. Um we saw in the workroom, you know, we're like, "Ooh, there's going to be a little bit Naomi Campbell showdown between her and taste and I, which think- I love,
0: and I, I, I love. Yes. that I'm talking to you because you are the you the original Naomi Campbell from season nine.
1: Yeah, so I was like, "All right, you know, we live, we love some Naomi representation," and um, I always love to be surprised. And from what I had seen from Estina before, I was expecting something really body con, super sexy with the long hair and the really powerful. Panther like strut. And then when she turned the corner and that Valentino couture inspired look, my I literally just felt shivers run up my spine. It was just such a moment. It was so powerful. It was unexpected. It was just, it was, it was, it was just. just, Beautiful. And it's probably going to be one of those runways that like lives in my mind rent free for a very, very (laughs) long time. And then when she came out with her East London girl that she says, you know, is talking on the speakerphone on the phone, not on the bus, you know, going to the corner store to get eyes eyes, like I know that girl, too. I know that girl, too. So I just I just really love it. And I felt that for me as Tina checked
0: all the boxes on that runway this week. Oh my God, who else stood out for you?
1: Um, I would also have to say that Lawrence Chaney stood out for me because I really, really loved um, the latex uh, stained glass uh, moment that they did. I don't yes. remember who their gay icon was. I'm not familiar with her. Sorry. I know that she's from <laughs> the original <laughs> Avengers. Um, I'll have her.
0: As an old lady, Dinah Rigg was on Game of Thrones. She was Lady Oleana, who was uh, like, I've never do- watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, ah. I'll catch up. I swear. <laughs> yes.
0: No. She was. She was. She, she. It was like a strong presentation either way, and the judges commended her even on her Diana Rigg look for it just being yeah. so polished and yeah. like detailed.
1: And then um, <clears throat> uh, Ellie Diamond.
0: I chose Dennis the Menace my hometown look because
1: he was originally created in Dundee. I really, 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 really love the reference to Dennis the Menace. Is that like a Dundee thing?
0: I guess so, and I guess, I guess I remember I spent like a semester in London as a college student, and there's a Dennis and Dennis There isn't the little like blonde child we had in like the cartoons here, uh, and, some, and some other like black haired kind of like bullyish looking kid with a red and black striped sweater, and he's always in trouble. I don't know why they share the same name unless somehow Americans took that character and turned it into something completely different. Yeah. But yeah, it's just some kind of like you know roguish bad kid or something.
1: (laughs) Okay. I mean, I lived for it because, I mean, even though I'm used to a completely different Dennis the Menace, I still loved Dennis the Menace growing up. So I was just like... I love, um, when people can make references to their, their, their childhood and find a way to kind of celebrate their inner child. Cause I feel like that's something that drag queens, uh, do a lot through their drag. Because as children, I feel like, you know, for many of us, we kind of existed in a world where we really didn't feel like we belonged and we spent a lot of time just kind of like hiding. And yeah. I feel like. A lot of times for drag queens, they get to kind of reclaim some of their childhood through their drag. And I loved kind of seeing a play of that um, in Ellie Diamond's presentation
0: absolutely absolutely um yeah there was it was it was really strong across the board and i just and it was like fun fun themes fun categories to be working with because you got to also learn about people and you get to see like a kate bush or a boy george or two naomi campbells yeah oh and then
1: also also shout out to um sister sisters liverpool woman because i loved that too the pajamas the rollers the the messed up makeup the she loves a purse reveal Like a purse face Ah. deal. I'm starting to realize I'm into it because I don't really see girls doing that.
0: And, like, but sadly, the judges weren't a fan. They thought it, like, still needed more and more. So she's kind of near the bottom.
1: I know. I was, like, really disappointed um, about that because I was, I was. I really, really loved it.
0: I also kind of love. Um, not only we have two Naomi Campbells. When we get to the hometown, look, like, we have two like versions of like Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm like, this, yeah. is, this is okay. This is where,
1: great. And and where they're from? Nottinghamshire, not not what? <laughs> Nottinghamshire, Notting, right. Nottinghamshire. What, however T- you say it, Nottinghamshire. Right. T. A. Somebody will tell me on on. I know she's from Nottingham, and but then. um the horror was like Nottinghamshire. And I was like, oh, okay. oh the Shire. Yeah, she, she's <laughs> Yes, I'm from the Shire. Um I lived for, yeah, the archery moment. I was like, I did not know that Nottingham was like a archery kind of moment, but I mean, you learn something new every day. That's what I love about Drag Race UK. It's educational because there are some things that I don't know that I have to go and Google.
0: It's so true. It's so true. I, I I always enjoy watching with subtitles. I learn new words. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like I I Rue had me cracking up when she added in the second runway and she's like, Y'all didn't think I came over here just for bangers and mash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I love Rue so gleefully, like kind of taking English phrases and puns and lines and just butchering them gleefully. We're yes. like Yes, Yes, like you think I'm going to do do a little British accent for just a minute? No, I'm going to keep doing it. So just hang on.
1: Yeah, I I, as someone who is also an Anglophile, I love how much fun RuPaul has with that.
0: Yes, yes. Anyway, there are we can't talk about everybody because we don't we do not have time. Um, But there are decisions made, um, and. Miss, I'm not going to say Astina. But... <laughs> Your name is Astina, but you know Americans, we want to call her Astina, don't Ask we? Astina. Sure. Astina Mandela is the winner of the week. Bam. Astina
1: Mandela, congratulations! You are the winner of this week's challenge. Yes, and I mean it was really well deserved. I, I, I just think that she absolutely nailed it on those runways. She sold it. So proud. Good job, girl.
0: Very good job. And then we get down to our bottom two. <gasps> and it is Joe Black. They were not a fan of her Brighton Pavilion, which was just like gold and sparkly and ornate. I know. I know.
1: And, and the David Bowie. I love Joe Black. I do. But that David Bowie fell flat for me as well.
0: Yeah. And then Bimity Bamboo Lash. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Poor Bimity Bamboo Lash. And I love that hoary footballer look.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah! Oh my god! I was like, I would totally be smoking weed with her, and under the bleachers at the game. Like, I would totally be hanging out with that girl. We would be like rolling around in her car, listening to Paramore blasting "Misery Business." I can see it now.
0: <laughs> so good. So they they got a lip sync, and I lo- also love that UK. They always give you like British songs. It's like nah. UK musicians, which is like just a nice nod to like celebrate your you know your your people. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we get some classic gay-ass Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which yeah. is really one of the gayest, gayest songs <laughs>
1: ever. Yes.
0: I love the irony
1: of having someone lip-sync for their life, like one of the most nerve-wracking things, to relax. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As
0: if. As if. You're like, I'll try, girl. <laughs> and then dun 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 spoiler alert so they perform bimini is like tumbling all over the place she's afraid she's gonna be popping out of that little skimpy outfit Uh i'm not maybe she does maybe she doesn't i didn't see nothing but that's i'm okay with that i i I support her no matter what happens um and she snatches it so which means the lovely and the very uh, capable and apparently famous cabaret star joe black however is sent home
1: Short blast, but a blast nonetheless. I know. It's like, it's one of those things that someone who is as incredibly talented and multifaceted as Joe Black, like on Drag Race, all it takes is one bad day, which everybody has in their life. We have them all the time. And all it takes is one bad day. And that could be your ticket home. It's just insane.
0: It is insane. It's insane. I, I like, because you, you, you are sometimes surprised. Like I remember, <laughs> stay with me here, in season six, I knew Kelly Mantle as this amazing comedian. Yes. who's so funny and like, you know, in life in Los Angeles at gigs mm-hmm. and in shows. Mm-hmm. And I was so gagged that she, I mean. They didn't like her bacon dress. So the- <laughs> no, it's not easy to make a look. Some, you know, every. So I was like, "Oh, you never know. A really, a, a, you know, astonishingly talented queen can go home and boom."
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You never know. So, uh, are you going to be watching all of these shows every week, Shea Kool-Aid? Oh my god, hell yeah! Where else am I going to go? <laughs> and what what are we going to have coming from you in twenty twenty one?
1: I I'm I'm I just know I am working on something really super duper excited um, exciting um next month uh i am i i I don't think i'll get in trouble for saying this but it's my first feature-length film and i'm really excited um yeah and i'm gonna be like leaving the shoot on location for like five weeks it's gonna be really intense it's gonna be really challenging but i am like super duper excited about it so i can't wait for um everybody to see it
0: See, that's amazing. Like, yes, we are in a we are in a crazy times, but you can make magic. You can. Uh, I'm so happy for you. That's so cool.
1: <laughs> yes, they, look. You know, it's like I'm so used to the COVID test now. It's just like you know, my my right nostril. She's good.
0: <laughs> oh my god, she's she's got her own merch. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> she has some sneakers coming out soon. Oh
0: my god, yes, yes. Shea Coulee, thank you very much. Keep an eye on Miss Coulee. Follow Miss Coulee on all the socials. And be sure to watch Drag Race Season 13 on VH1 every Friday night. At 8 p.m. 7 central. Or via Wow Presents Plus if you are somewhere else on the planet, outside the U.S. And you can watch RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 2. I guess they call it Series 2 because it's British. Yes. On the BBC3 in the U.K. Which premieres on Thursday, January 14th. You can watch it via Crave in Canada and everywhere else in the world, including the United States of America on WOW Presents Plus. And if you still need another recap of Drag Race every week, watch my extra lap recaps of all the season 13 episodes on youtube.com slash WOW Presents Plus. That's the WOW Presents channel on YouTube. Or you can watch on WOW Presents Plus. Easy breezy. Shea thank you. I look forward to you to guide my thoughts and wisdom and take us through 2021 with positivity, power and talent and just your own radiant self. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.